In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Wednesday of the 26th week in ordinary time of the church's year. Today being the fourth day of October 2023, we celebrate the memorial of St. Francis of Assisi. Let us beg that God the Father will fill our hearts with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Send us your Spirit, we pray thee, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, we say Amen. Beloved friends in Christ, the title of my homily today is The Son of Man Has No Place to Lay His Head. The Son of Man Has Nowhere to Lay His Head. The first reading today is taken from the book of Nehemiah chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 8. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Luke chapter 9 from verse 57 to verse 62. Today in the gospel, something played out. In the gospel of today, three characters, three different persons encounter the person of Jesus Christ. And in each case, there was a need or a desire to become a follower of Jesus Christ. The first Say to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the earth have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus being God, and able to see through the thoughts of men, and the secret intent of every human person must have seen in this man an intent to follow Jesus for some anticipated mundane gains in view of what he stands to benefit. And Jesus needed to make it clear to him that in following God, in being a disciple, an apostle of Jesus Christ, this calling will be demanding of you to give everything before you can gain anything. In other words, you must learn to understand that you are following a man who has nowhere to lay his head, who has no social security of any kind outside of God, whose future is solely in the hands of God, whose source of sustenance is totally God and God alone. And so if you are coming to God, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, 
Simply because of what you stand to gain, you may be disappointed in Christ. But if you are coming to him to serve God with all your heart, and to love your neighbor as Christ has loved us, giving up all for the salvation of all and for the kingdom, for the sake of the kingdom of God, then you shall gain everything in return. But you must be prepared to face the reality of following a man who has nowhere to lay his head. To another, Jesus will say, follow me. But he will say, allow me to go bury my father first. And Jesus will tell him to leave the dead to bury their own dead. In other words, Jesus is requesting us never to allow the care for the things of this world and the people of this world come in between us and him in our relationship with him. So somebody may say, Jesus is a jealous lover. God is a jealous lover, perhaps. Who would not want his glory to be shared with any other being? Jesus is not telling us to abandon the dead to their fate. For one of the corporal works of mercy is bearing the dead. Jesus is rather saying, nothing is worthy of keeping us away from being in full communion with God at all times, in all instances. If it requires that we leave the dead to bury their dead, in order not to be distracted in following Christ, in order not to move our focus away from doing the will of God, we should be prepared to do that. We must, in all things and at all times, fervently remain faithful and worthy servants of God, no matter the cost implication. And so, another will say to Jesus, I will follow you, Lord. But let me first say farewell to those at my home. And Jesus will say, no one who pulls his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Beloved friends in Christ, if you have decided to follow Christ, there should be no looking back. Many a times, you see Christians make such statements. I have served God for all my life, but there is nothing to show for it. Now that I've decided to serve God, this is when I'm facing more challenges. I am a child of God, yet God has failed to bless me. In those who are not serving God, I am even more blessed by God than I who have chosen to serve God. Dear friends in Christ, all of these and similar kinds of statements are but one in making one simple statement that after setting our hands on the plow, we keep on looking back. Dear friends in Christ, you must serve God without counting the cost. And when we do, God himself, for whose sake we refuse to count the cost, will come to bless us and cause us to gain everything. This is what happened in the case of Nehemiah. In the first reading today, he took the risk to approach the king to request that he be allowed to go back to Israel to rebuild Israel. Even though this could have cost him his life, but because he has decided to give up everything, including his life, to serve the living God, God gave him everything. 
in return by causing the king not only to give him the permission he, he, he asked for, but also to make provisions for the resources that would be needed for the rebuilding a mission he was to undertake and to ensure a smooth passage for him. St. Francis of Assisi, the man we celebrate today, also is somebody who left everything in order to serve God, in order to work for the salvation of souls. St. Francis of Assisi was not a priest. He was born in 1181 at Assisi in Umbria. His mother baptized him as Giovanni after the name of John Baptist. But his father, Pietro Bernardo, who was a clothes merchant, wanted his son to become a merchant like him. His father renamed Giovanni as Francesco, which is equivalent to calling him a Franciscan. When Francesco was proceeding to the fourth crusade on a horse, he had a vision where God told him to return home as on his way, as his ways were wrong. When he returned home, the entire village called him as a coward, and he was humiliated and laughed at by them. Once when he saw a leper face to face, he jumped from his horse and kissed the hands of the leper. Then he rode off, and after some time, when he turned to see him, the leper disappeared. Then he started to live a very simple life and wore only cast off rags, even though he was from a rich family and was very rich. A story about him says that once he preached to hundreds of birds, and the birds stood around him without moving. The birds left only when Francis told them to leave. Another story about him says that he preached to one wolf which was hunting human beings for food in the town. The food thereafter the wolf thereafter became a friend of the town and discovered the habit of hunting humans. Pope Innocent the Third gave him permission to preach. He received the marks of stigmata the five wounds Jesus got while he was crucified on his body. When he was praying on the mountain of Verna in September 14, 1224, when he was fighting the fifth crusade, he was arrested and brought before the Sultan of Syria. The Sultan told him, I would convert to, religion, to your religion, which is a beautiful one. But both of us will be murdered. He was such a saintly man. He died on October the 3rd, 1226, at 45 years of age. He was canonized by Pope Gregory the 9th on July 1228. Beloved friends in Christ, this is the man whose memorial will celebrate like him, like Nehemiah, like the early apostles of Jesus Christ. May we renounce the world 
and follow God with all our hearts, so that giving up everything in the service of God and of humanity, we may gain everything in God and through God, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.